Hello, and welcome to Secret Lives of Chiropractors, where we get really personal with chiropractic leaders, mentors, and influential entrepreneurs. And when I say really personal, I mean they're going to share things in here that they haven't shared anywhere else. Today, I had Dr. Chris Zeno for the second time. Um, last episode, we talked about sex, microdosing on mushrooms, his morning routines, and even coffee enemas and why you should ask uh, your first date about those as one of the first questions you ask. We definitely got juicy last episode. If you didn't listen, be sure to do so. But let me tell you, this episode is 10 times juicier. We started out talking about you know, chiropractors and how they shame one another. Anytime a chiropractor is trying to expand or explore other parts of their lives or their identity. And then towards the end, we got into talking about sexual transmutation and using the energy of sex to manifest things in your life. Uh, You might be thinking about, we're talking about sex in this episode, but what we are actually talking about is energy energy to create, energy to manifest, energy to harness and to use. And this is something that I teach inside of Elevate Club. As a matter of fact, energy is the basis of everything that I teach in terms of pulling in what you want to experience that juicy, expansive life in areas of wealth, health, and connection. So if you're not a member already, go check it out. You can Grab it at www.elevate.me and elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. And it's the link is probably in here somewhere. Anyways, listen to this episode and go all the way to the end. It actually gets kind of funny. Um, and make sure you subscribe, you share, you like, comment, all the things. And you know, listen in for follow-up episodes. See you guys later. All right. Well, hello, everyone. I We are back with Secret Lives of Chiropractors. And today I have my um, very, like, I don't know, not controversial. We didn't have a controversial uh, conversation last time, but we're about to. Uh, very hot topics that we covered last session. So we're having Dr. Chris Zaino again on this show for part two, as promised. So I'm excited to have you here, Chris. If you don't know Chris, I don't know, go Google him. I've already read his bio. It's all good. He's very important. And uh, yeah, go check him out or better yet, go check out the last episode that um, was Secret Live of Chris Zaino. Well, welcome to the show again, Chris. Thank you, Nona, back. I mean, I like your whole topic. I think that's just really good. It's good, good. Yeah, I've been getting like a the lot whole of idea. Yeah, yeah. Really good feedback. I think something about like the secret live. Yeah, where'd you come up with that? What was the whole, uh, what was the kind of whole idea? What, what was, where I, were you and how'd it go on? I wish I could say it was my idea. It wasn't. Someone I was talking to gave, I, I told someone, I am sick and tired of chiropractors just talking about chiropractic stories. <laughs> so I was like, I want to really get to know these chiropractors that are important in my life. So I'm going to interview interesting. No. 
um, leaders, and we're going to call it Secret Lives of Chiropractors. No, I think it's great. I think it's great because then it kind of gives you, well, who chooses it gives, because uh, I think you're right. There's just, there's some type of part of us that, part of us, part of me or you, it's, you know, um, mm-hmm. where like you do, like for 18 years, you know, you're known for one small facet of, of your life, you know? So my highlight reel of chiropractic was just a very tiny part of my life. Very, very, like very small, but in our community, it seemed big, but in the grand scheme of things, it was tiny. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like there's a lot more dimensions to a person. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, when you're going through chiropractic and there's of course philosophies of it, and you're always putting on, you know, one side of you, yeah. there's this whole other side of you that wants to be expressed or at least wants to be known and mm-hmm. talked about, or, uh, or there is a side of you that you're like, you're holding back. And if you just allowed yourself to share it, despite what feedback will come back, it kind of makes you feel more free. Yes. And uh, so you're just not this one dimensional person. Cause I've known plenty of Kairos that they just, it was all they did. You know, I was like that. And they really kind of missed out on other parts of life. And yeah. they used to throw in the balance thing, you know, I've got to be, you know, I'm trying to get more balanced, but I think it's just because we were failing to express other parts of our life that we wanted to express or wanted to journey onto, but we maybe felt guilt, shame from almost a religion S type philosophy of chiropractic, right? You know, that would be like, you know, I got to be a straight or mixed, all that stuff that we, uh, uh, that we grew up, but it did serve me back then. But after a while you evolve out of it. Yeah, totally. I know there's, there's this whole, like the consciousness of chiropractors, they have their own consciousness and the consciousness of the public consciousness of the world. But I feel like we have this subconsciousness. I remember when I went from chiropractor to coach chiropractor to part-time million dollar or elevator or whatever, all the things I'm doing, there was definitely an identity crisis that I experienced. And, and came with like guilt and shame. Oh, you're no longer going to be a chiropractor. Like, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's, uh, I'm glad you understand. I think some chiros that are watching it, especially if you're part of a group, yeah. you know, it's almost like you're, uh, you start to become a black sheep or you're not with the group. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a weird thing. Jesus. Yeah, it really you know? is. <laughs> but yeah. it's a weird thing in a small, in a very, very small group compared to billions of people in the world. So it's like, wow, I'm letting, just the select few. And there's that part of you that always wants to evolve, expand and do forward progress spiritually um, that uh, kind of, you know, I, I wasn't able to journey out and have fun and express. So yeah. um, then it just gets to the point where you're going to do it anyway. So uh, yeah. I know I think it's great. So I appreciate uh, like a top of a show like this. Well, it's two things. You appreciate the outlet to do it. Also at the other end, we both have to be willing to kind of say, you know, fuck it. Let's just see. You know, I'm going to just say who I am and what it is, whether you like it or not. And I think you and I are definitely at that point where yeah. it's like, wow, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I didn't realize how, how important it was to have the approval and the acceptance of my peers. It was yeah. a very strong motivator for me. Yeah. Um, almost like I was doing it for them more than the patients. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's a tough one. Right. Cause I wanted the acceptance appreciation and um you know, kind of thumbs up from my peers. So, you know, why did I see thousands of people a week? Was it to help people? Sure. Was it to get uh, my peers like riled up and giving me high fives? Maybe more. Mm. But was it for money? Definitely not. I guess I could tell you that. It was, I was definitely not money motivated. I remember 
you know, when, when, when I first started practice and I used to tell Whitney, like you handle all the money, like, I don't even want to know about, because for me, like, and remember student clinic and then outpatient clinic, you weren't getting paid. So it was just going to see people. It was about volume, right? Just see people. Right. So I never had to deal with money. So as soon as we opened, I'm like, I told Whitney, you know, uh, if you guys, Whitney's ex-wife, wife at the time, helped me build the whole practice. I'm like, can you just do that? So you kind of keep me in student clinic mode. Yeah. So like a person's not a dollar sign. I could just, it's about how many people can I adjust, help, whatever. So uh, financially, you know, just acts of service and serving as many people as possible financially that all took care of itself. But I was ne never driven by finances because it allowed me to just, I didn't want it. I just wanted someone to deal with it and focus on what I needed to do. So it wasn't driven by finances, but sure as hell, it was driven by getting the thumbs up from a coach. Mm -hmm. It was uh, being competitive with my peers. Yeah. Oh, who's, who's doing better? Shit. You had a hundred new patients this mm -hmm. month. Damn. You know? So I don't just think, I, I didn't even think about it. It's like, I think I built my practice on the motivation that was really not necessary to help people. Mm. And I don't think any chiropractor would want to admit that. <laughs> and I built the largest fucking clinic in the world because it, because I, I, but, but, but we helped a lot of people. What I'm saying is, you know, if you could figure out your formula, there's things that motivate me that if I have these variables in place that it'll bring the best out of me. And I think we talked about this before. Number one, it was having a coach. All right. So mm -hmm. I have a coach that keeps me accountable. And the coach was, uh, had to be some type of father figure to me because, uh, you know, I lost my dad at 21. I'm not saying that I had any issues with that, but there was something about having this older brother, bigger father figure that I was seeking their approval. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so that, that was, that was why I did it. The accountability of a coach slash father figure. And I know that I still have coaches in my life today because of that I just know what makes me tick to um, having a group that you could kind of band around and be on a mission. Right. So you could totally uh, create this illusion of some type of mission that you're on. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, we're going to turn hospitals into chiropractic offices mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I'm um, having, super strong peers that you could have friendly competition with uh friendly so the competition brings the best out of you like hey nona did this this month shit you know like like it it, it keeps me on my toes to yeah. not slack and i think watching other people get rewarded and there's that thing inside you network marketing does this great because the first day of network marketing seminars they're just giving people trophies and plaques hey you know nona congratulations for reaching a thousand a week this and that so you're sitting there going i want that why am i sitting in the crowd i want to be on that stage so i realized when i put all those variables together that really brought the best out of me personally in a, in a good competitive way but then when you really look at it um the, uh, you know, as much as we wanted to help people, it's yeah. like, I just thought about it right now. It's like how much of it was to help people. Yeah. I mean, we helped a lot of people and I do care about people, but shit, I think it was, uh, I, the other variables to be the best in my group. Yeah. And so even in those three variables, you're talking about every single one of them foundationally is the approval of others, approval of the, yeah, yeah. the mentor who's older than you, approval of the peers. And then, uh, you know, what was the third one? The third one was. No, it was, it was, it was having a coach. It was having, uh, it was, it was friendly competition or my peers. And then oh, recognition, it, and recognition. Yeah. Same, I, wanted, I wanted to be, yeah, let's get real. Let's just get honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I have no problem letting yeah. you guys know that. I mean, that's, um, that's what's real. So yeah, when, did, yeah. when do you feel like, cause I know for me, I, yeah. you know, I turned 40 yeah. this past yeah. year and it was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, like by 40, I mean 25. <laughs> yeah, you look great. You look great. But um, as I turned 40, it was like there was this massive shift of I no longer give a shit about what, what other people think or, or do or what their opinion is, what they think I should do like that. It came with that. I know that I had a shift when I mm-hmm. turned 29. I know the 29, yeah. 30, like there's this thing at 25. Do you, do you remember when it was for you where you, one, made the recognition to like you stopped giving a shit? Um, I don't necessarily think it was stop giving a shit. I just think, remember, you know what? Yeah, no, no. I was when I started to do the, the hero thing. Ah, because so, you, know, you shifted in the identity and you're like, right, right. Wired you. So we'll give you the synopsis for people that are watching. So I created a course. I'm here, a project. You'll see it out again. It's we re- rebranded it for like bigger, more, more people, but it was something where I felt I was living. I was, I was depressed. I checked off all the boxes. So here I had this huge chiropractor because it was lack of self-awareness. So you had the huge chiropractic clinic, checked off all the boxes, had the cars, had the money, had the family, had the kids, the, 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 the house, everything. Check, 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 check. Still de- then depressed, like not, not feeling fulfilled. Yeah. And I wasn't feeling fulfilled because like you just said, we didn't realize these other things. I was living out the secret identity. So what is a secret identity? So Nona and I just discussed, it's like, wow, I am doing things to seek approval, get a pat on the back get a thumbs up in this little group that we made up this, this vision or mission that was uh, the vision and mi- mission was something that was created fictitiously, right? Cause that's what it is. It's something that hasn't happened yet, but at least it gives you a goal or like a, uh, a lighthouse to shoot after. Like, you know, it's like a, a vision, right? So you create these elements. It's like, wow, I'm doing it. And I never asked, well, what the hell does Chris want to do? You know, I was doing it for others outside in, but I wasn't really getting inspired from within. So it was unquenchable, right? It was totally unquenchable. So I realized I was grieving my potential. So what's that mean is, is that I was grieving the little kid that was in me. It's like, well, what the hell do I want? And I never took the time to court myself because I was, I was living out everybody else's expectations or what everybody else's subordinated values thought I should be. Again, if you're a chiropractor, you need to be this, you need to be straight. Like, like, so all these other values uh, superimposed upon me and never allowing myself to express some things that I wanted to experiment do well and and not be judged and, and going through that. So, I'm here probably. So I think uh, I probably see around probably 40, 40 where I mean, because, yeah, I mean, I seek approval. So that was that whole where I was coming to terms like, wow, I, I'm, I'm living the secret identity and the secret identity even meant, uh, you know, I, I audited every part of my life. And what that means is I just went through every part of my life. I'm like this where I'm at right now. Who told me this right. was it told to me? Was it forced upon me? Was it uh uh, religion upon me, teachers, yeah. preachers, pastors, teachers, programming, or was it my truth? Uh, even to the point of marriage, you know, like, is this the marriage? Like, really, is this, is this uh, not the person when he's amazing? And, but, but really was this, was getting married to Whitney and, and we talk, I mean, she's, uh, was it because I was 27 and my mom wanted grandkids and I'm like my dad had me when I was extremely old he was 47 and I always had a thing shit I need to son by 30 because when my dad you know my dad had me at almost 50 so I wanted to be 50 and justice is 20 right so it's like so I mean was I really looking for love or I, I was looking to check off another box and appease other people and just check that thing out of the way so I could move forward right okay okay career get married have the kids like 
this is what life wants of me. We're not really just saying, hey, listen, like, who am I? And, and we're always yeah. evolving. And then we're evolving on top of that. We're changing yeah. all the time. So yeah. um, I really think that that's that not give a shit thing was a slow process of um, asking you. me, asking me first now and not really having to. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. And yeah. I think that's where the depression comes from, like shit, especially when my numbers started dropping uh, because I was getting burnt out or my body was hurting. And it's like my identity was it was keeping up thousands of people a week. I'm like, shit, this yeah. is uh, and I, it's not fun anymore. Like just this the other day, like I saw him. He's like, hey, dad, you know, I'm starting to lose like excitement for competing in tennis. I'm like, well, I, I, you know, we got to we got to re uh, we got to reevaluate what excitement is for you. Yeah. Like, so, because you're clearly living off other people's values now, like mm -hmm. what they think you should do versus going back and having fun again. So, so now you have that wisdom to, to give back to him. But I think you touched on something that's, that I think is really, really important for me. It's been like up until like late thirties, I was like, I got to do more to receive more. I got to mm. do more to check off the box. There's more boxes to check off. I got to yeah. do more for recognition. I got to do more for all of the things. And then once I turned 40 or around that age, it was like, what can I do less of? Like, what can I let die today? Those are the two questions yeah. I always ask myself every morning. What do I want to experience? And what do I need to let go of? Or what do I need to let die? I've uh, sold businesses. Aside from my chiropractic business, I sold my weight loss uh, uh, business, uh, working on dropping all my private clients, uh, ended a marriage. Like, so I feel like there's a lot that comes out of that, uh, that process of self-awareness as you mm -hmm. go through it, you're like, okay, what do I, there's so much that gets dropped that your energy was tied up in where, it really shouldn't have been if you had enough self-awareness to pause and be like, all right, why did I do this? Do I really want this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's a simple mm -hmm. question of like, why, yeah. why, 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 why? I mean, I, yeah. I, I saw an exercise that I just kept on asking myself why. Oh yeah. And remember, I, th I think we talked about that and why in, in the beginning, why do I do it? Well, to help people. Why? Because, I want to make an impact. Why? And it was all very like success one-on-one answers. And I kept on asking myself why until I got to a selfish answer. Yeah. Why? Because I, I want to be recognized as being the best what the fuck I do. You know, like I, I want to be known for, be, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to be known and appreciated. Yeah. But I do it. I wanted to be known and appreciated for, yeah. for doing something the world's never seen before. Yeah. Wow. And that, and that's so, so all this outward why of helping others and, you know, saving the world came to like, I just want to be known, acknowledged and appreciated for doing something the world's never seen before. Yeah. And that was, that came out of me and it was sounded so selfish, but that's when I felt a release going, ah, I'm honest about it. And yeah. that's when I put in those words appreciated. Uh, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to be, to be able, all, all those words I just said, and mm -hmm. I saw the definition of hero. And that's one who was admired, acknowledged for doing, you know, for, for, achieving a great accomplishment. So I was like, shit, I want to be a hero. And then there's shit, you want to be a hero. Well, that's like, then it's like, wow, that's very self. So the whole thing went from this outward servant martyring type of mentality to an inward heroic, like, you know, selfish, selfish why. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I realized heroes, you know, you know, a hero has to acknowledge that they're a hero. They're just not this meek person. They show up with confidence they're they're calm they're confident they take control they have enough self uh, they have pride and ego 
And uh, they have to, because who else is going to do it? They feel like it's up to me. And I realized, well, yeah, I just want to be acknowledged for for doing things in the world it's never seen before. And and so when when that why focused on my why or me why, then it gave me a lot more understanding of how I ticked. And then you could go into, well, why do I want to be acknowledged so much for achieving something? Well, that's my potential. I want to reach my potential, whether people appreciate it or not. So it started me on that kind of journey of really it was tough. It's like to say, like finding my truth, my truth was really rooted in, in people's opinions or what people told me, never really what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, uh, and in turn, it led to making less money. It led to exploring more things, but it led to a lot more freedom and experiences and amazing memories that I never would experience in my life. Um, and probably, you know, health, probably help help mental health tremendously by absolutely being dead honest with yourself. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, and that's the key. At least you're being raw and you're being honest yeah. and you're for the first time, like having yeah, yeah. real self-awareness really. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, last time we, t- I want to switch gears real quick. Yeah. Last time we mentioned a couple of things. We talked about microdosing. We yeah, yeah, yeah. talked about um, coffee enemas, like how that should be the first question you ask on a date. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, <laughs> and then we also started to touch on, and we didn't get to talk about it, but like sexual transmutation. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about that because that's those are the topics that we covered last week that everybody thought it was like so, uh, not last <laughs> week, but in the last episode, but everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. was like, oh my gosh, like talking about yeah, yeah. such and such. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk about that. So sexual transmutation. I know for right. the for the first time I uh, read about it was in um, Think and Grow Rich, obviously, right? right? Where most of us are. Right. That. And so since then, since then, when was the next time you heard about it? Oh, I've I've been exploring that. But you, but you've been exploring. But like, it was it's the chapter that people just conveniently was, skip over. And it was so short, like the piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About it, he, Napoleon uh, talks <laughs> about it is so short. But I also. Right. At that time, it was it was kind of brave of him to even yeah, yeah. mention it in his book, right? Because in 1920, yeah, right. In 1920, so, of course it was. Like right now, it's not even talked about. Right? No, not enough. Right? Not enough. Like no. I, just, I was just talking. I was in Italy talking to somebody who was there <laughs> for a mastermind, and yeah, yeah. they were talking about the. Have you heard of the uh, erotic um, blueprint? Yeah! 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 Yeah, so like they're they're popularizing what yeah. is sexual transmutation, manifesting through sexual energy and things like that. Anyway, so let's go back to sexual yeah, yeah. Uh, transmutation. So sure. Tell me what your uh, tell me more about it because we right, right. touched on it last. Time. So so Napoleon Hill is was saying that a highly sexed male or female, um, meaning what? It's not like they're they're having sex. It's just like. Sexual desire, number one, is the strongest desire of, of human. It's because the end result of sexual desire is creation. So it's the highest creative vibration energy that you have, right? What's the end result of sex? Production, life. right? You know, I mean, life, right? Yeah. Creation, right? So that energy or that vibration is the strongest creative power. So just like fire or anything like that, you know, how do you channel it? So um, you know how the, uh, there were studies showing that check this out guys follow me like sometimes lower income lower caste let's face it um there's your sexual promiscuous out of is out of control right like whether it be you know whatever cultural you know communities like out of control because they're just having sex having babies all this other stuff like just and usually they see the higher educated and and higher class it was less you know they had the one Mm -hmm. child or you know the two so 
but so so what I'm trying to say is it's it's the ability to transmute that. That's the difference. So it's an amount going having sex all the time. It was understanding that this creative desire, this urge, it's an urge, right? To create, you know, how can you channel channel that desire, focus, create to uh, produce things or to evolve or to create ideas and solutions and that you never thought possible. Like the, you know, for instance, uh, sex will make you do that. Sexual urge will make you do amazing creative things. Like that's why there's cheerleaders, right? That's mm-hmm. why, um, you know, that's why, cause guys that, that a little bit of extra drive that's, you know, for females cheering on. I remember, <laughs> I remember the first time I had sex. So um, I didn't have a car at the time. Right. And I was 18 and um i'm like shit i don't have a car and then this girl she was older she's like 27 and she wanted to go on a date yeah but she thought i was older i had a fake ID, so she thought i was like 22 or 23 i went to college i went to college at 17 right so and she didn't wait 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 so she also didn't know that this was your first time no 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 right no no we got it hey guys Rule I'm number just, one: I'm Do just not the say. Picture. Just, yeah, just I, I don't. I don't think you get sympathy points on that. One. <laughs> so, um, I didn't have a car, and my buddy Kenny had a. He's like, "You could borrow my truck. It's a stick shift." Never knew. I, I never drove stick. Don't know how to do it. I learned how to drive stick shift in one hour, and then picked her up on the date. <laughs> so it's like it's amazing the shit I was able to accomplish and do. And and you know, that was my first time. So uh, it's a, like like now now see how I was. I didn't think about it. I didn't have excuses. It's like, I don't know how to do a drive stick. It's like, no, you're about to drive stick shift. All right. Like you should, I'm like, I don't care what it is. So like I learned, I did no matter what, because of that drive and end result. Right. Yeah. So, so what I'm trying to say there, let's take, it was resolve. There you go. So let's take, you take resources and resolve no matter what. So let's say you want to start a company. You want to start a business. You want to do anything. You want to build something. Imagine having that type of drive but you're able to transmute it or shift it into that. So if it wasn't having sex with someone for the first time, it was, you're able to take that and channel it into, I'm going to build this company. And even though the, uh, the odds of this company succeeding are low, but I am resourceful and I have this driven resolve. So that's yeah. the thing in Napoleon Hill's book. He said, many a men, um, they, uh, they attribute their success to the very pretty front of uh, pretty assistant they have or the pretty girl that was on the phone. Like they would dress differently. You know, this is, I'm just telling from a guy's standpoint. So yeah. this kind of drive, like, Ooh, she's pretty. What happens? Or you, if you guys like a guy, like you dress differently, you're going to put makeup on like, like, why are you doing these things? Like you're bringing your best right. for that. Why? Because not because, because you like that person or you're attracted to that person. And this attraction causes you to get your teeth fixed to lose weight to start exercise like just think of these motivational terms that um, a sexual attraction or sex drive will create so you're taking this but the key is taking something that was the most creative power out there a drive and then taking it but being able to channel it that same like desire that i'm willing to do whatever it takes that's what it was i was willing to do whatever it takes yeah into being different a better categories of life yeah right right okay, so, so that's the key so how do you do that and that's and that's the practice of it so right now so here so instead of using that outlet to masturbate or watch pornography or just uh, have sex with a lot of people you're taking all that and i'm channeling it so that could be another thing like people ask do you watch porn no i do not no i definitely don't and then let's just go like do you masturbate absolutely not people are like how the hell do you do that because 
I learned at a young age, even in my teens, I, I did all of this uh, subconsciously, like in my teens with bodybuilding and stuff like that. I just knew that I, I was, I subconsciously, or what do they call it? Um, uh, you know, conscious, uh, uh, unconsciously competently uh-huh. was able to do that. So whether it be bodybuilding, piano, anything I did, I just, no one taught me. It's just something I realized I did because I wouldn't use, use, use an outlet. I would actually just hold that vitality and power and throw it into things. And I feel it's been a, I, that's one of my greatest, uh, kind of not secrets, but kind of ways to bust through certain limiting beliefs. And because yeah. that extra drive was, it's, it's a, no, no, it's a drive that nothing else really kind of, it's I'm a different type it. of inspiration, right? It's yeah. like, you will. And, and right. If, yeah. And if you think about it, people kill for that. Like there is, it, it not only creates life, but there's so many, <laughs> so many people in jail yeah. because of the misuse of the sexual energy, right? Like there's jealousy or whatever around yeah. it. Cheating, and infidelity, right? Cheating, infidelity. Like there's some strong shit that happens as a result of misuse, but also if you put it to good use now. Right. What, so what, it's very powerful. So we understand. So it's, it's tremendously powerful and we don't want to say things are good or evil. So, but like, it just shows you it is a, it's a raw tool that has to, I don't want to say you have to figure yourself out on how to harness it or I don't even know you could harness it. You just well, need to kind of throw it in though. the direction. Can you harness it though? Because that's, wait, that's are- why I said, I don't think you can, but it's like, so that's why I'm like, I'm trying to ride the wave and like kind of throw it in this direction. Cause I don't think I could harness it. I, I definitely think you can. So there's two ways to think about one is, right. and I, I don't know that I have the way or enough time to go over this in this spot in this episode. However, um, what you were talking about is is not is like, OK, so you're saying no masturbation and just kind of like using that sexual energy and pivoting, yeah. pivoting it into different categories. But there is like stuff about Tantra, right, where right. you actually use you actually like channel the sexual energy from your sacral base and you mm-hmm. literally like move it through your body. Yeah, You move it up. Yeah. Move it up and, and do different yeah. things. And um there are studies where they talk about like for example after right after an orgasm you're in you're in theta because right. like think about an orgasm it right. is an out-of-body experience right there's like it during that short period of time you're not doing anything you're not there's there's no thoughts there's no nothing it's probably like the deepest connection to the quantum right. as you possibly can have and then afterwards you're in theta so there's, there's the thought process of like, I'm not going to have an orgasm. I'm not going to masturbate and I'm going to use this energy. Right. And there's the thought process of, oh, wait a second. Two people can come together with say one intention and can set the intention and they can, they can have sex and they can use that energy to actually co-create something in any of the categories, except other than life, obviously. I right. Mean, you wanted to no, life. absolutely. No, I think that a partner is great just for me personally. Um, I think everybody like would figure it out for a guy. But like even it, masturbation, don't you think it's that that could be that you could use that energy? I, I think edging, edging, you could or edging. Uh huh. I'll tell you why because you're building up, right? Right. But you don't release. I'll talk for myself and any other guy after the release. A that you feel, I, you feel, you feel that drive go away. It's like guys, right? Like, I don't know about this, but like, so the thing is, so once you ejaculate, I mean, 
any guy will say like they just want to sleep or eat, right? Because yeah. you're in you're in feeder breed, but like to maintain that like focused, aggressive, right, get it done, resourcefulness. Yeah. I mean, you can actually orgasm without ejaculating. You know, there, there's 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 two different mechanisms. So that's where I, I'm not saying it, but like that's where edging could bring kind of raise that up, right? And then you could channel it. But I personally feel if it's not with a partner or someone I care about, that with a partner, exactly what you say could happen. Because that's what Napoleon Hill said. You have a male and female when they come together Mm -hmm. and they actually reach a state of genius, which you just said. So what would the state of genius be? They come together, they have this amazing experience. And then they, you said, they go into that whole theta realm or quantum realm, like you said, and I believe that, but I just think um, using it to just, you know, (laughs) just release, you know, release that vitality. There's definite shift of like motivation that happens, at least for a guy. They see the clearest moment of a guy's thinking is after orgasms because sometimes it's like you wake up you're like what where am i what happened what is going on (laughs) and i'll tell you why because it's such a drive yeah and it so sneakily will change the way you thought to get an end result that when it's over you're like it almost it's like you're waking up somewhere like the hangover you're like where the (laughs) hell am i what happened who who is this person? Because it is such a strong driven drive to get to, to get what it wants. So that's what I'm I'm saying. That's from my personal point of view, or yeah. most men will say that. Now for females, it could be different because there's different things going on. But I think when you have a couple together, exactly what you said, right? I think personally, you know, you want to be able to harness that vitality as much as possible. I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want, but I I find that for me, that keeps me driven. So like if I'm gonna go work out today, the last thing I'm gonna do is just you know, jerk off twice and then go to the gym. I'm just not going to get the aggressive. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a focused aggression, but in a good way to really bring out the best I got. Right. So um, it's an eye or the tiger, so to speak. So I agree with you said for sure. And I think all those things are absolutely relative, but I, th- you know, but I think we all got to find our way of like, how do we harness it? Right. Yeah. I know. And I, I like that there is more uh, there's more awareness nowadays around topics like this. And, you know, well, I mean, it was taboo when my mom was growing up. My mom's 84. Like, shit, you couldn't talk about any of this. You know? I mean, shit, I feel like it's still taboo. I feel like I'm going to get shit talking about this kind of topic today. So, you know, I mean, but everybody's got we're not I mean, we're not I think we're, we're discussing a way where it's it's on people's mind. You think about it, but we have to like nail it because um, it is a strong, strong. Um, it's the most creative desire you have. It is. And it's a drive that like, it could actually change everybody's life. For instance, if a female likes a guy or if I, for instance, for a guy likes a girl, like he's going to probably eat better. He's going to brush his teeth. He's like, like, like he just is going to bring the best of him. Totally. Right. I mean, I think we've known that, right. You're not going to just like, why, why didn't you do it before? Because it creates a new sense of purpose, a new sense of drive, an idea. It's exciting. Right. Wow. I mean, shit, it really brings the best of it. Creativity. Like Mm -hmm. I want to do creative things. Hey, why don't we plan a trip and we'll do this and we'll do that. And we'll do that. Like, like it brings out some amazing qualities of imagination. Um, And you're like, well, that's just to get sex. Well, yeah, well, of course you want that in, in, in the process, but I, but no, it also helps you cre- create great imagination. You tap into like great imagination, cool experiences, good memories. And I just, it makes things extremely fun. And uh, I think that creativity, imagination in the workplace 
becomes amazing. You really think like you think of some amazing ideas on how to help and serve people better. So again, it's it's tapping into something that kind of opens up your mind in a certain way that yeah. some really good stuff comes out of. So as I mentioned before, so what happens with more low income and stuff like that, where they're just like, they're almost like out of control sex all the time. And really, why is that? Because I believe it's it's that's what we have to talk about channeling or understanding that like, listen, this drive, this motivation, when I say harness, you're, you're actually harnessing it to throw it into something that right. could grow and produce versus just like, like just, <laughs> just throwing it all over the place <laughs> or like just, just going on instinct, right? Like that primitive right. instinct of, of uh, procreation. Yeah. But, uh, and that's a great thing about us and animals. Animals go by instinct. We have the free will to, cho- to we have free will to choose to choose what we do with that. Yeah, yeah, and Ed, uh, I want to wrap up in a second. But have you seen a Star Is Born or not? Not a Star Is Born. What am I talking about? Uh, the Shakespeare. I forget no. what the name. But the title was, but basically Shakespeare didn't he like he basically lost his he lost his storytelling and he lost his like mojo in some sense until he found a muse and then he wrote romeo and no no like you you got it you get perfect so we got to talk about it so so this is why you're like well why would michael jordan cheat on his wife why would arnold schwarzenegger cheat on the um the housekeeper why would tiger woods cheat like because like I, I could just say from a guy's standpoint, I'm not, and I'm not saying it's because, well, why would they do that? Why would Jeff Bezos do that? Right. Right. There's, because there's this exciting, um, raw driven freak. Like it, it is, it is something that brings the fuck, fucking best out of, of a guy period. Mm-hmm. I mean, like guys, cause it logically makes no sense that these very educated and successful people, you say, be like, why would they do something so stupid? And this is not promoting, uh, we're not saying it's, it's okay no no but it's like why would someone like like why would you throw all logic out the window because yeah. there's a much greater force pulling you in that direction yeah and so bezos probably felt good he felt you know he felt sexy again right the guys you know right even though he's got a lot of money you know like i like, just like like there's something that makes like a guy loves to feel you know wanted and attract right so why would people just think about this logically it makes no sense giving billion to, right why can you just go to therapy with your wife because that attraction that sexual attraction diminished so that's why i feel in a relationship when you talked about tantra and all these other things i think it's very important that the couple just don't have the usual i think they just always need to almost seek and get a coach in that area and seek ex, actually uh, expanding that right Th- those areas of your life just like anything else i think that would be important to keep that drive and, and creativity and excitement going yeah, totally. Right. Cool stuff. Yes, absolutely. Well, sadly, we're going to have to <laughs> wrap up Part here. three. I mean, <laughs> this whole thing was one such a one topic deal. I know. But I mean, but the thing is good. I think people just need to be aware of it. So where can you read more about this? Dr. Nona. So Napoleon Hill's book, he talks about it, uh-huh. but he kind of, he kind of, he touches on it lightly. It's confusing. That's why people don't talk about it. They're like, so, yeah. cause it almost implies like a highly sexed man or female being like, oh, they just have sex all the time. It can be misunderstood. Right. Like, it right. can easily so, be misunderstood. So I'm trying to think of, um, I'm trying to think of like better ways it was written. I'm not, I'm not sure. I just kind of did. I think you and I both did our own kind of thoughts and thinking over it. 
yeah. and, and experiencing it. There's a there's a quiz kind of related to this topic, but unrelated that you could take. It's called uh, Erotic Blueprint that you could you could take, and it tells you. Um, this is going to open up a whole nother conversation. But yeah, 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 yeah. There's like four different. Have you seen? Did you watch that? Probably, maybe not, but. Uh, an episode with Gwyneth Paltrow on Goop, where she talks about the different kind of sexual being that you could be. Like there is kinky, there's sensual, there's sexual, there mm-hmm. is um, something else I forget. But anyways, you could take the quiz, have a better understanding of that. And then around that topic, it, it um, you as long as if you Google it, literally, <laughs> although be careful. Some other things might come up in that, in that Google search. Oh yeah. You're, you're so, yeah. Your, your history, your history is going to be a mess. <laughs> yeah. But um, there are ways that you can use this energy. There are meditations yeah. that you can yeah, do. Yeah. Like I said, you go into theta after an right. orgasm. So that's a really good time to actually manifest things or visualize things. Yeah. So there are different ways of doing it and uh, Google it. Yeah. So I, I think it's something that everybody watching, you should at least explore for yourself. Totally. And allow yourself to do it. I mean, you know, I, I, I really think it's uh, very beneficial. It is a secret. It is a secret that a lot of people don't t- tell you about. I don't say, but what I mean by secret is it's talked about in, in upper, upper, and, you know, successful circles for sure. Mm-hmm. For, uh, like that is imagination is manifestation is it's like, these are huge, huge. Like these are like, not both. This is like, absolutely like, they're like, of course, yeah. And they talk about it all the time. I, I know John Butcher, who did a life book, he, uh, Dr. Rob Vasquez and stuff, he, he almost had a course, uh, something talking about that because him and his wife are just have their, their focus is on having the most central, amazing marriage. And, and because they work on it. All right. And then through yeah. this they they were using that as well. And they were actually helping couples. I don't know if they do it anymore. This is like five years ago. I think they still do. I've seen their stuff. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, to the point where you look at it and you're like, God, these people are weird, you know, because, but it's not that they're weird. It's like they have developed such a connection by exploring and studying and training, like you got to put some attention towards these things. They got, they got an amazing relationship and they're both power. You know, they're both uh, amazing. Yeah. And at the very least, I think it's something to just play with, like have fun with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't well, have it's to a lot of fun. You don't have to study it. You know, you can yeah. just have fun with it and play with it. Awesome. Thank you so much <laughs> for having this conversation. That last line was the I best. From, was huh? The, I go, that last line you said was the best. What did I say? Don't worry. Just review it. You'll see it. Okay, go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I went from- And, a- and send, me, send me that sound bit. Like, <laughs> like- Is that going to be the sound bite? Like yes. now I'm, I'm Oh, done. yes, it will. Well, for me. <laughs> okay. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it was, but- Oh, don't worry about it. Everybody. That's, yeah, that's what's going to go on You'll there. Yeah. Um, I went from like in this conversation went from like podcast host to like yeah. wait a second no let's discuss this conversation yeah, yeah 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 well part three we'll have a part three part three yeah exactly awesome thank you so much for giving me your time and yeah um, thanks everybody for watching and listening and make sure you subscribe uh, for more mm-hmm. conversations and we'll see you guys on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nona 
Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me, and Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.